and welcome in to Sports Ethos, Chicago Bears podcast, part of the Sports Ethos Network. My name's Eddie Hokinson. I am your host, and this is the first official episode of this podcast. I'm calling it the first official episode, at least. Um, you could find a couple other things on our uh, iTunes and Spotify page, but this, uh, for all intents and purposes, is the first episode, and it is the perfect time to start this podcast with the, uh, you know, the Bears having this future ahead of them, the start of a new era, the number one overall pick, the quarterback in Justin Fields, all the cap space that they have. And today is Tuesday, February 28th, which means it is the start of the NFL Combine. Um, I listened to the Ryan Poles press conference earlier today, and so I'm going to bring you kind of all the the good quotes and all the news that, that came out of that. Uh, before we get there, though, I just want to give some other quick updates and news from the Chicago Bears from the past couple weeks here. Um, first thing that's kind of gold news, but I just wanted to note it was the Bears linebacker coach Dave Borgonzi interviewing for the Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator job. Uh, they wound up going in a different direction, hiring uh, Nick Rollis, the Philadelphia uh, Eagles former linebacker coach. There's no surprise there that he was hired after Jonathan Gannon um, took over as the head coach in Arizona. He was formerly the defensive coordinator for Philadelphia. So no surprise that he went with his guy there. Uh, the bigger news to me here would be that the bears coaching staff is getting tapped for defensive coordinator interviews. And what that shows me and what I think it should show everybody else and what you should be happy about as Bears fans is that they are that they put together a competent coaching staff here. Matt Eberflus um, hired Borgonzi as his uh, linebacker coach in the beginning of last season. And Borgonzi did a really good job. I mean, he he was you know, faced with some adversity when um, Roquan Smith was traded and he had to rely on guys like Jack Sanborn and Nicholas Morrow to kind of lead the way in the linebacker group. And I would say they did a pretty good job um, for a team who has holes, definitely still has holes. They, I think they stood out as kind of a position group that, that kind of had a good year, um, especially for a group that lost, you know, its best player and the captain of, of the team at the time in Roquan Smith. So look out for Dave Borgonzi possibly getting a defensive coordinator job in the future, uh, maybe whether it's with the Bears or elsewhere. Just something to look out for. Again, it's not like crazy news or anything. I just think it's kind of important to talk about. It's nice to kind of see the coaching staff that the bears have put together and it's important for, you know, a young team that is looking to, you know, improve on the heels of a, you know, three and 17 season that they had last year, a three and 14 season that they had last year. So yeah, just, just a little nugget to, to keep an eye out here in the future. 
Um, moving on, there is some other coaching news in the NFL that I think Bears fans will kind of find a little humorous and they'd be interested in maybe. I think it's kind of funny. Matt Nagy was officially been named the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Matt Nagy, who was formerly the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs before going to the Bears as their head coach, um, after he was fired by the Bears, he returned to Kansas City. I believe he was their linebacker coach last year. And after Eric Behenemy left for the commander's offensive coordinator job, they gave Matt Nagy back his job as the offensive coordinator. Full circle. Good for him. You know, I don't have anything against Matt Nagy. Uh, he just didn't really didn't work out here in Chicago. And I would say to look out for Matt Nagy, possibly getting that head coaching call into the future here. Uh, may not happen after next season, but I think that if the Chiefs continue to succeed, which I find no reason why they wouldn't, uh, you're going to see Matt Nagy get at least some interviews for a head coaching job. And, you know, to, uh, GMs are going to see that he was a coach of the year and led his team to the playoffs and they were a double doink away from, you know, possibly moving on. So I think, I think, you know, the short term memory, of the NFL and the success of the chiefs might ultimately uh, grab Matt Nagy, another head coaching job in the future. That's, that's just another, another little thing to look forward or, or look, look, look to into the future here. Um, Again, I, I think it's kind of funny. He pocket dances way uh, during the during the Super Bowl parade. His funny little dad dance moves and dances way all the way back to the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, congrats to Matt Nagy. Whether you deserve it or not, I I don't I don't know. That's not for me to say. So. Um, some actual Bears news on the Bears front. Uh, last week, they released uh, their defensive end Elquadian Muhammad. Again, not like huge news, but it does give them even more cap space from the what roughly 98 million they already had. That leaves them really with only Dominic Robinson as their as their edge rushers. And I like Robinson. I think he needs to put on a few pounds. I think that if he has, you know, an elite guy on the other side, we can we would see some some improvement by a guy like like Dominic Robinson. And yeah, so right now he's pretty much the only edge rusher the Bears have. So I can definitely see them going out and getting drafting an edge, whether it's with uh, one of those, you know, with a with a top pick there that they may or may not trade down from. They're trading down from it. <laughs> um, so maybe they use it on a Will Anderson or a Tyree Wilson. Miles um, Murphy is another another edge rusher that that the Bears could target early in the first round. I don't know if they'll go after any of the big name free agents. You know, guys like Jadavian Clowney, kind of expensive and um, and older with some injury issues. But uh, yeah, look look for look as the edge rusher uh, as a as a position that the Bears are going to target in either free agency or this draft. Um, some other things I think you should look out for is possibly more cuts coming from, from this bears team. Um, and at Matt, Eber, Matt, Eber, not 
not Matt Eberflus. Ryan Poles actually spoke about this in his press conference for the Combine about, you know, accumulating offensive linemen and getting depth at the offensive line position because, you know, the first, the five guys that kind of start aren't always the five guys that uh, end the season just due to, you know, the trenches and injuries that, that tend to occur down there. Um, but I would still look for them to, to possibly be cutting some of these guys. Cody Whitehair is 30 years old with some injuries. Lucas Patrick and Riley Reef didn't really move the needle too much. Um, I honestly can, I can see a scenario in which Braxton Jones and Tevin Jenkins are the only two kind of starter starting offensive linemen that the, that the bears bring back and they, they look to get some depth on the offensive line in free agency and in this draft, um, some, some kind of guys you might want to look out for that they might sign is Orlando Brown. I'm a big Juwan Taylor guy. So just, um, look out for, for offensive linemen that they might, that they might, um, go after in free agency or Mike McGlinchey is another name that's kind of gotten, gotten put out there. I think pro, pro football focus kind of had the bears, uh, getting him and yeah, so, just getting more depth and um, getting better at that offensive line position is obviously an important area for the Bears this this offseason. As they, as we all saw, um, Justin Fields didn't exactly have the most time back there in the backfield. So, yeah, let's let's we're gonna we're gonna look out for that. So we're gonna move on here now to the combine which started today i believe defensive linemen linemen and linebackers were arriving today along with uh coaches and gms and so you got all your your interviews down and we had an awesome interview with not we i wasn't there but the bear uh there was an awesome interview with ryan poles and um he said a lot of cool things i think that one of the things I really love about Ryan Poles and when you hear him speak, he's very, you know, poised. He has an answer for every question asked. Yeah, he's not going to give a straight answer about everything because he can't just show his hand right away, right? He can't just, you know, tell them, yeah, we're definitely trading the number one pick because that just wouldn't be you know, good for, for what they can get in return. Um, so, so yeah, he's got a beat around the bush, but he always has an answer. He sounds like a guy with a plan. He talked about plan a plan B plan C during, during this press conference. And so when I hear Ryan Pulse speak, I get, you know, kind of, um, you know, it reinforces my belief that he he can be the guy to help the Bears kind of get out of uh, this kind of football hell that 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 they're in, and and that he you know has a plan in this rebuild. And you know, we saw that even last season when they when they got rid of guys like Roquan Smith, um, and you know got rid of other veterans, so it, to to create more cap space and make room for new and younger players to come on to this team. So Ryan Poles is definitely a man with a plan. Um, it, you know, listening to him speak is reassuring. Um, I, I kind of compare it when I hear, um, if there's Bulls fans listening to this, Archerus Carnivore, Archerus Carnivore, I can't say his name. I am have it. AK. When you hear AK speak, um, 
you know, sometimes it doesn't sound like he has any plan. It didn't sound like he really prepared himself for the kinds of questions that he was going to be asked. And so if I compare AK to, to Ryan Poles, I just kind of, it, it makes me feel better about Ryan Poles. Let's just look at some of the things that uh, Ryan pulls, some of the, the highlights from his press conference. Um, I bet you saw this one all over Twitter that he said that he plans to start fields, but of course they're going to evaluate every QB. Again, he's got to do his due diligence. He can't just play his hand. Um, anybody who's spoken to me knows that or anybody who's, you know, even a, a Bears, local Bears fan who listens to local media, they know that the Bears aren't uh, going anywhere with Fields. They're not going to trade away a guy who showed improvement in his second year, was, you know, breaking rushing records as a quarterback. Uh, you know, a stellar athlete just needs to kind of get, you know, improve on things like mechanics and getting the ball out of his hands and his, you know, his, his read progressions, things like that. Um, but when you watch Justin Fields, if you're a Bears fan, you know that, you know that he's not getting, he's not going to trade Justin Fields for a guy like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. It's just not, I just don't think it's in the cards. Um, so again, He's not going to play his hand or he's not going to just show his hand. So he's got to, you know, he says he plans to start fields, but they will evaluate every QB. So, hey, what else can you what else can you ask for? He also uh, mentioned how he was in communication with Justin about all of this. And that's good to hear, too, because if you're Justin Fields, you want to sit there and listen to trade rumors all offseason. Um, so I, I, I bet Ryan Poles and Justin Fields have talked and kind of, you know, hey, you know, we, we, we obviously can't just come out right and say that we're not going to trade you. We have to make other teams think a little bit. So it's nice to know that he's been in contact, um, with Justin Fields, um, throughout this whole process. Um, another, um, kind of nugget that was, uh, from the press conference that I liked was, um, he was asked if they would move the first round pick uh, before free agency. And he quote said, there are scenarios that might benefit us to move the pick before free agency. So um, I think what, what he, he also mentioned that, you know, it just kind of depends on the offers and if the, if there's value in that offer and, you know, if they're getting a player back in that trade, like a veteran player, in, in a trade package, it could, um, you know, change whether they trade this pick before free agency and before this draft, because it kind of gives them more flexibility of knowing who else they need to sign and who they need to target in free agency. Um, but I do like that, you know, he's not, he's, he's willing to listen to all offers and, you know, um, it, He's, he's willing to wait it out and just get the best deal, right? That's what you like to hear out of him. I mentioned earlier how he has, talks about a plan A, plan B, and a plan C. Well, maybe that's one of the plans. You trade that pick before free agency starts. Maybe you get a high, uh, you know, a pretty good player in return, and that's one last guy that you need to go out and find. Um, you know, and if that doesn't pan out, he's got a plan B you know, worked out. So, and that may be trading the draft, trading the draft pick during the draft and moving down and maybe plan C is trading back even further. You know, they, they have a, 
they have a plan in place. They have multiple plans in place is what it sounds like. Um, which is awesome. Uh, I talked a lot about, you know, the flexibility and the draft capital that they have from the, 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 he talked a lot about flexibility and being able to use kind of that number one overall pick to add draft capital. Um, I think he quote, uh, he had the opportunity to have the ammunition to get players that fit their culture. So because they have, you know, all the cap space, they don't have to go and break the bank on one guy. They can spread out that cap space for a bunch of really good players, which I also love. Um, what else did he say? Let's go. I'm looking through some of these notes here. Um, he talked a lot about value with players, which I love to hear as well. He kind of talked about their buckets where they have guys, uh, their, their blue tiers. And then I don't remember the colors. It was blue, red, orange or whatever. So those blue tiers might be those top end free agents. And if they think that the value, uh, where they value lines up with contracts, then maybe that's what they, where they go to. Um, in, in free agency, maybe they do make a big splash or maybe they waited out that first wave and they go and get some of these middle tier guys to really fill in a bunch of the depth that they have. Um, talked about players that kind of move the needle. Uh, you know, these are impact players that you may not have to, you know, overpay, um, you know, that, that was, that's kind of, that was, that was something I love to hear. And then, you know, go back to the offensive line that he talked about. Um, you know, he said he's always looking to add offensive linemen. Uh, you have to be deep and versatile at that position. He said he was happy with some of the guys in the offensive line, but obviously you want to keep adding and get competition in the trenches because, you know, when you get into week 10, 11, 12, 13, you're, you know, guys are going to have to step up. Right. I talked about this. We talked about this just a little bit ago and how you need, you know, you, you need more than just five lots of offensive linemen. You need to be able to have guys who could play inside, play outside, um, you know, move from, you know, kind of re- a reserve rotational role to maybe going being in every down. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's I think it's kind of a, it's nice to know that he is prioritizing the offensive line, especially after what we saw last year um, out of this offensive line. And one more highlight and nugget that I thought was interesting from um, the press conference. He was asked about David Montgomery. and he didn't really give a sure answer. You know, he said he was, he kind of said he was open to, to bringing David Montgomery back. And that kind of made, that kind of had me thinking a little bit about, you know, if you can sign David Montgomery to a team friendly deal, get him back on this team. Could he be a, like a, a good culture fit for some of these young guys coming in? Like I said, you don't overpay him. If he wants, if he's getting an offer from another team that's, you know, exceeds to you know, $10 million or whatever it may be, then you say, Hey man, that go get your money and good luck to you. And it was an honor to have you on this team, but maybe he wants to be a bear. And if they're willing to work out a team friendly deal that kind of aligns with, uh, with with Justin Fields' rookie contract, which I think is kind of the biggest thing here, you know, you don't you could pay this running back right now if you know you if he's not 
if you're if he's not killing you and you're trying to you know sign Justin Fields in three years, right? You don't want him taking up a bunch of cap space when they need to use whatever 40% of the cap it is on a guy like Justin Fields in the future. So um, I think it's pretty interesting to think about. I would, like I said, I, I would love to have David Montgomery back. I'm not a big pay the running back guy. I wouldn't really pay a guy like Saquon Barkley or anything because I just don't think the Bears are in a position to do that. I'm kind of under the, um, you know, the way I look at it is do you pay, you could pay a big name running back and pay these guys 12, $13 million or whatever it may be if you have to, but that's if you're one guy away from winning a Super Bowl and the bears are, you know, six, seven, eight, nine guys away from, from being Super Bowl contenders. So, Hey man, if they can get David Montgomery back at a, at a, um, at a team friendly discount, then, then that would be awesome to, to see. So, um, yeah, it's going to be super exciting to see what they do. This combine is going to bring a lot of news, um, bring in all the trade rumors. They're going to be coming in. I believe David, uh, Adam Schefter already tweeted earlier yesterday about how, um, the signs were pointing, pointing more and more that the bears are going to keep that first round pick or going to trade that first round pick surprise, surprise. Right. Um, and so, yeah, the Bears are going to use this draft and really kind of see, you know, what kind of depth there is in this draft, maybe how far they're willing to to fall down if they, you know, are seeing a wide receiver that really pops out, maybe they're willing to trade down even further. Marcus Mariota was just dropped by or cut by the Falcons today, so that's another quarterback needing team uh with the bears be willing to drop all the way down to the ninth spot and maybe they uh maybe they go and draft a zay flowers or a jackson smith nijigma uh Njigma. you know that's a guy that has, was mentioned by fields as a guy they want i don't know if the, that's a little too early to draft one of those wide receivers but hey look what uh the Bengals did with jamar chase um, you know, the, the wide receiver, wide receiver position is, you know, one of the more valuable, obviously one of the more valuable, valuable positions on the offensive, uh, side of the football. So yeah, it may, you know, that's the best part of kind of the situation that they're in is that they can really take their time and figure out where the best position is for them to be in this draft, especially if they're, you know, accumulating the draft capital back. If they're getting a second round pick for the from the Tennessee um, from the Texas from the Houston Texans, and then trading back again to the fourth pick and getting maybe another second round pick, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well let's trade. Let's try trading down again, and you trade down to nine. You still get your guy, and then you have two, three, third, second, third round picks that you can go and really build up this team that. Like we're wicked. We've been talking about this this entire episode. They have a ton of holes to fill. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting week. I'm sure there's going to be news breaking left and right. Um, there's going to be all sorts of rumors, and yeah, it's going to be fun next week. Where I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk about from this draft. So, hey, until then, uh, be sure to 
follow me on Twitter at Ed Hokinson, E-D-H-O-K-I-N-S-O-N. Go follow this feed on Twitter at Ethos Bears. Go follow all the tw- uh, Ethos guys on Twitter. Uh, they, they all got amazing stuff. You can learn a lot about your favorite teams, your favorite sports and everything. So um, until next week, uh, we'll see you later. And thanks for listening.